I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. I am so excited for today's conversation. I have been feeling Holy Spirit so strongly about my friend, my guest who's joining me today. And I I feel like what we've done is created a space. I mean, we always do, but really created a space for Holy Spirit to move. So I just encourage you for this these next 30 minutes just turn the attention of your heart back onto Jesus and let the conversation that we have really help usher you back into that place of reconnection with Jesus and just expect an encounter expect Holy Spirit to clack crash in on your life in these next 30 minutes with fresh faith and fresh hope for what he wants to do through your life today and what's coming now collectively across the nations of the earth. The nations might be in, you know, in the state that they're in, but when you start to see from heaven's perspective, it's a very different view. And he wants to strengthen us as the family of God today to come back higher and stronger in our faith and to remember you know, the earth is his and everything in it. So that all said, I just want to welcome into the conversation with me today. And you're going to hear all about her, the amazing Jen Miskoff. Jen, welcome. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Liz. It's so fun to be back together with you after yeah. our time in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time Jen and I saw each other, just so you have the bit of the backstory, family, is we met in John Wesley's original chapel in Bristol in England. Great place to have coffee. <laughs> it's where he, Yeah, it's where he used to preach. I mean, just, of course, Holy Spirit would pour out. So, Jen, you are obviously, there's, there's so much that you do. Obviously, you're an author. You're a powerful speaker. I know you're a, you're a, you're a passionate revivalist. You're the co-director of the School of Revival, and 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 you are actually um, a revival historian. And that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. There are lots of things, but one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was was the revival history because I think when we remember how Holy Spirit has moved in the past, it gives us fresh faith to see what he wants to do now as our normal Christian spiritual experience, you know, and more and more. So, and then I wanted to just ask you, as we go on from there, I wanted to ask you what the Holy Spirit's showing you for now, you know, what, because I know that you and I have both had very similar revelations recently from Jesus about the time that we're in so can we start there can I and then I want to pray for everybody I want you to pray for everybody because I know when you speak Jen Holy Spirit crashes in (laughs) you don't just know about revival you carry it I mean you just can't you you travel with the Holy Spirit inside of you but also with his presence upon you powerfully and I really honor that and and I know that 
probably most of you watching, you know, around the nations right now, we all need a fresh impartation, right? We seriously need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this woman carries it. So I am going to take advantage of you while we have you with us. <laughs> so can so Jen, can we start there? I just wanted to ask you, can you share with us a little bit about one of the ways that maybe Azusa Street you know, we could maybe start with the Azusa Seat Revival or the Welsh Revival or one of the, the revivals where we've seen Holy Spirit move in the most profound way. Wow. Yeah, I would be just honored. Be honored strengthened family as you listen. Yeah. It's just these stories are awesome. Yeah. Same Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Same Jesus today. Yeah, it's it's pretty special um, because I can trace back to every time I've shared about the Welsh Revival something unique is released. Every time I share about Azusa Street Revival, something unique from that revival is released. And I can almost tell you exactly what it is. So I know, as I just share little pieces of this revival, that God is going to release something to everyone watching. Um, so excited about that. But yeah, let's just start with the Welsh Revival, since that one came yes. right I am ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm in receive mode as well. Okay, go. Um, but yeah, this actually sharing this uh, radically impacted my life in ministry. I saw God do some things that were scary even because of the power that was released when I shared the testimony of the survival. But this one girl, 17, 18 year old girl named Flory Evans says, stands up in a youth meeting and says, I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. I love Jesus Christ with all my heart. Heart. And that was actually the, the match that was ignited, that lit the flame that later would become known as the Welsh Revival in the early 1900s, was a teenage girl who was just passionately in love with Jesus. And from there, revival started breaking out. Everyone saw that this woman had a personal relationship with Jesus. It wasn't just Jesus is my savior. Um, you know, he's a guy that died on the cross for me and brings me to heaven. She's like, no, he's, he's my Lord. He's my King. And, and there was this intimacy that she had that I not only maybe embarrassed people in the sense, but made people realize I don't have what she has. And the Holy Spirit was poured out. Um, they started traveling, you know, and, and releasing impartation, releasing what they carry to different regions. Then you have this man named Evan Roberts, who had been praying for revival for 13 plus years. He'd been studying revival history. He'd been going to prayer meetings, waiting on the Lord, leaning in. And he goes to a little meeting and uh, some of the people that were in Flory's, you know, kind of arena were there releasing things. And he had his radical life-changing defining moment where he called out to the Lord and said, bend me, bend me, bend me. And he just got wrecked by the Holy Spirit, radically transformed about a month later, October um, 31st. You know, what we, we celebrate in the States is Halloween. Some people call it the day of the devil. It's actually one of the most incredible days in revival history, because on that day in 1517, we get um, Martin Luther pinning the theses on the door in Wittenberg, Germany, which catalyzes the Protestant Reformation. And then 1904, um, October 31st, Evan follows the Holy Spirit immediately to go back to his home church um, at the Mariah Chapel. He thinks he's going to be there a week. He needs to preach the gospel. Um, he preaches 17 people get saved in that meeting, and he knows the revival he's been praying for his whole life has begun. And wow. I feel like I feel like that's a key for us today, Liz. It wasn't 
a billion till harvest. It wasn't thousands and thousands and multitudes and multitudes. It was 17 people, but he realized he saw, you know, the, the oak tree and the acorn in the little seed. He saw the fruit. And I think um, that's what we're on the verge of. That's what we're already seeing. And I think if we can recognize these small little um, beginnings, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Um, these are all seeds that God is going to continue to pour out his spirit upon. And they're going to grow and multiply like we've never seen. Less than four months later, 100,000 people got saved. The whole nation was transformed. Um, and not just, uh, you know, people saved, but like, Bibles flew off the shelf. People literally changed their lifestyle. It was like a, a social transformation as well. People stopped going drinking, going to bars. Um, people paid off debts. The mining horses um, didn't know how to respond to the miners because they weren't cussing at them and kicking them anymore. They were gentle and nice, you know. So it was radical. Um, you know, it happened. It, it was a. It was a. A revival. It's actually one of my favorite revivals. So I'm glad you you mentioned I could share about it. Yeah. I'm sitting in a Welsh revival chair right now, so that Are I can you? Write you. and release it to you guys. Um, but it was it was people came from around the world not to see a famous speaker or a famous worship band. They came to encounter God, and it was a revival that was uh, marked by prayer testimony and worship. It was called a singing revival. And it was this radical place where the Holy Spirit had full reign. Um, nothing was being controlled except for here's space for you, Holy Spirit, to move. And we're going to follow your leading. We're going to dive into the river and go where you're going. And um, I'm impacted a hundred years later. It changed the way I do ministry. It changed yeah. my life. Um, and so it's powerful what a few yeses, like Flory Evans, Evan Roberts back then, few yeses has, has impacted us today. Yeah, massive. Oh, it's just amazing, isn't it? And I love, I listened to you speaking once and I, you were talking about um, Evan Roberts communicating with, was it um, one of the leaders of what became known as the Azusa Street, Street Revival? Mm -hmm. yeah. And he wrote a, he wrote a letter, didn't he? Basically saying, just congregate the people who are prepared mm -hmm basically to give up everything and um, I'm paraphrasing obviously and then wait just pray and wait with the people that are just you know, basically desperate for his presence and then as they did that um oh you tell us you tell us because you're the expert no, you know, I'm paraphrasing I just remember a little bit of that connection that relationship and then of course what happened with William Seymour and then the outpouring that started and yeah. so go on go on just tell us a bit of that and it's just amazing isn't it the testimony you yeah. read you think this the, the tangible Shekinah yeah. terrifying you know presence of God the, the, the filling people with love and power and the awe and the holy fear of the Lord married together with utterly sold out in love with God transformed transformed lives transformation yeah. you know and like you said then it affects society you know every yeah. level of society it's just amazing it makes me so hungry this should be normal life <laughs> <laughs> Will you just share a little bit about the connection there? Because it's so powerful. Yeah, and it's just beautiful. Um, I started in your neck of the woods in the UK, and now we're coming to California, my neck of the woods. And yeah. there was a, an intercessor man named Frank Bartleman who was praying for revival in Los Angeles and really believing God was going to pour out his spirit around 1905, um, 1906. And, you know, Walsh Revival was 1904. 
um, around that time. And so he saw, he heard in the news of what God was doing in Wales. So he wrote a letter to Evan and said, Hey, we want to see God do the same thing in Southern California that he's doing in Wales. Will you pray for us? So Evan, there's a few letters. Um, and I have them, you've probably read them in the Ignite Azusa book, but, um, a few letters where he's actually, uh, praying and these prayers are just as valid today as they were a hundred years ago in my book. Um, so we get an impartation of prayer blessing from Evan that God would do the same thing in California. And so there's, um, also a Baptist minister named Joseph Smale was based in Los Angeles. He went to Wales for, uh, just a sabbatical encountered God in a powerful way, came back to LA. As soon as he came back, he modeled the way that he did church around what he experienced at the Welsh revival. He ended up getting kicked out of his own church because they didn't like it. He made space for the Holy spirit ended up starting, I think called something like the new Testament church. And that became a hub before Azusa street revival was birthed where, um, the, it was just like these birthing pangs. People were praying, they were seeking after the Lord. And then God sends a, and, and I love this, especially in, and what we faced in 2020. Um, that's why I think this story speaks to us today in a, in a radical way is God raises up, you know, a son of slaves, African-American man, he's blind in one eye and just gives his humble yes to the Lord. Um, he, he ends up going to a school in Texas and then feeling led of the Lord to go to Los Angeles, preaches about this new baptism of the Holy spirit thing that he learned that he hadn't even experienced himself yet. And he gets kicked out of the church. Um, they lock their doors. He doesn't have a place to stay. Thankfully, one of the members in the church took him in for lunch, let him stay there. And then they started meeting, um, in this little house. Um, one of my favorite places to visit, you'll have to come, uh, when you come out to California, Liz, it's yeah. just a very, whew, Oh, even a few times last year I went and I, I, I'm still wrecked. There's always radical defining moments and encounters that happen when you go to that spot today. So it's a little house on Bonnie Bray street, right in the, the downtown, like LA, right in the midst of just real life. Um, but a handful of African-Americans, probably 16, 17, maybe the same amount that was, you know, with Evan Roberts, they're hungry for more of God. And so they would meet in this house and pray and seek God for revival. And they would read Acts 2. They wanted to restore um, what the early church had. They weren't trying to do new things. They were literally yeah. saying, God did something beautiful then, and it's not happening. Let's restore it. So one, yeah. one time... Um, Edward Lee was uh, the the friend that took in William J. Seymour. They were praying and Edward Lee, you know, got baptized in the spirit, spoken tongues, which was a huge breakthrough at that time. And so they, it's about time for them to walk down the, down the street to the house um, where they're going to actually have the meeting for the night. And so he shares that testimony. William J. Seymour starts to preach on Acts chapter two, you know, when Pentecost came, this, mm -hmm. this woman, African-American woman named Jenny Evans Moore falls out in the spirit when he's preaching, gets up, speaks in tongues, walks over to the piano. She's never played the piano in her life and she sits and plays under the anointing and multiple languages are coming out and they're like Pentecost has come wow. and from that was basically um April 9th oh I'm 1906. I forget the exact date. Um, but that was literally the catalyst of, um, the Azusa street revival. I mean, it started in a home with a handful of people it was on Bonnie Bray street within a week or two. Um, so many people filled that house. The, the porch fell out. They ended up getting property not long later, like less than two weeks later, an old Methodist church, I think a converted barn, um, on Azusa street. And then they had meetings there 
you know, 1906 for, for many years around the clock where people would come from around the world. But the, the crown jewel of this revival and every revival, there's a different part of God's heart that's released. You know, in the 1800s, it was healing. They went after healing. That was breakthrough. Early 1900s, it was baptism of the Holy Spirit, this new experience of speaking in tongues. Um, our generation, it's going to be something a little bit different because they've already broken that ground. But that was the crown jewel was people wanted this overwhelming encounter experience with the Holy Spirit that would radically transform their life, empower them for mission. And uh, people would come and tarry in the upper room. They would wait on the Holy Spirit. They would just ask for more of God and, and they would pray and press in until they had a breakthrough. They wouldn't just pray and leave. Mm. They would camp out there. They would stay there and people would literally go on the mission field straight from there. And uh, revival fire literally has spread around the world from what was birthed in that little tiny house, um, Pentecostal. this is what I did my PhD in global Pentecostalism. It was the fastest form of Christianity growing to this day. And it has spread around the world. Um, I don't know the numbers offhand, but it has impacted people with the Holy spirit. Um, and it came from this little tiny house, African-Americans hungry for more of the Lord and look what the Lord has done. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Are you guys fired up? <laughs> so can you imagine, well, we can't yet, can we, what is going to happen now in our time? Because so many of us are starting to feel gripped dissatisfied with anything else. I know when I'm in my time with Jesus, I find myself compelled by Holy Spirit going, lead me into all truth, lead me into all truth. You know, like a, there's a dissatisfaction with the, with the, you know, fulfillment with his love and presence, but dissatisfaction in what we know of him. Like there's a increasing hunger to know him. And I'm feeling his, Jesus's desire to be known by us. There's like an un, an, a, a desire in his heart is what I'm feeling of an un, another level of unveiling to us of who our king is and who we are in him. And, you know, one of the encounters that I had to do with this, which has just left me gripped recently with passion to see his spirit moving all over the earth again and us simplifying back like they did. You know, you just simply are left with sitting at home with a few of us together, desperate mm -hmm. for for the restoration, minimum for the restoration of what we see written, sh shared with us from the, the record of the book of Acts, you know, from the book of Acts, from Acts 2. What happened at Pentecost? What's happened in Azusa Street? What happened in Way at the Welsh Revival? You know, that in his desire to pour out his spirit, but the, the encounter I had was when I, I he took me into heaven, and I won't share all of it now, but I was with Jesus in this I was completely consumed, immersed in this encounter. And he he um, wrapped me up in grave clothes and that represented the grave clothes that he would have been wrapped in when he was on earth. And then he pulled and I began to spin supernaturally quickly. And I knew I was there representing all of us as the bride of Christ. And as he pulled, the light of his spirit just moved through me, shot through me. And then he reached towards me and he gave, he said, he touched my heart and he said, I give you, meaning for all of us now, he said, I give you the gift of my song. It's the sound of my life. And then I, and then he said, it's the third day. And I came out of the experience. And then since then, I've been feeling his love for the whole earth, feeling this, the revelation of Christ pouring out 
into us, through us, sovereignly around us, all across the nations of the earth, that the sound that we are going to carry is the manifest presence, the, the heart of Jesus. And what we're going to radiate is the manifest presence of who he is, moving in power, moving in love, shining with his nature, just a different level that will be supernaturally switched on. So that's something of what I'm carrying. And then he's been telling me the seasons change, you know, speaking to me from Song of Solomon chapter two, you know, like, <laughs> detail just where you know this this the cooing of doves is heard in our land and of course that in the original language means turtle doves and they only come out at the time of harvest their song is heard at the time of harvest and over and over and over i'm stuck in song of solomon too and he's saying to me it's the sound listen for the sound listen for the output the outpouring of my spirit has begun you know this next level and it's the time of the harvest of the great awakening and joel too that his spirit will be poured out on all flesh you know irrespective of background and beliefs and whatever he created all of us and so <laughs> so that's some of where i've been living so Will you share with us, Jen, what has Jesus been showing you for now? Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just getting wrecked right now because the one <laughs> verse I felt like to share is in Song of Solomon 7 about the harvest. And it's in the Passion oh. Translation. And, <laughs> and it has to do with the harvest. So oh, can share I it. Share read it. that right now. It's um, 7, 2 to 3. And it says... Out of your innermost being is flowing the fullness of my spirit, never failing to satisfy. Within your womb, there is a birthing of harvest wheat. They are the sons and daughters nurtured by the purity you impart. How gracious you have become. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. I didn't know about the turtle doves. I'm so excited to dive in even more to <laughs> yeah. that, Liz. Yeah, but yeah. I, um, I feel like there's been a mandate on my life the last few years is to raise up spiritual mothers and fathers to steward this incoming billion soul harvest because yeah. a lot of revivals in the past didn't last long because there was no one to disciple all the new people that, that were coming into the kingdom. And so I feel yeah. like discipleship is huge and, and welcoming people into family. Um, and so keeping them connected, not just having this really high, amazing experience, but actually doing life um, with each other. So I feel the same thing that you're feeling. And it's, I love that we're in different continents feeling the same thing. Like, you know, God's yeah. breathing on something. My next school revival is actually on the harvest. I changed the name, like, and, and this is planned months ago. This is, you know, like, and, and just the time and the season, um, I do feel like we are, um, I feel like it's already begun. Yes. Um, I feel like there's going to mm -hmm. be so many people coming into the kingdom and it might not be a stadium type. It might be the neighbor. And then the person at the grocery store and the one and the two and the three and the four and, and actually those people reaching people and impacting people. But I feel like, um, you know, what, what Evan Roberts or what Frank Bartleman would say that the, the revival they've been praying their whole life is upon them. And there's a quote by Frank Bartleman I want to share, because I believe this is what God's doing, especially um, on the other side of 2020 is he says, heroes will arise from the dust of obscure and despised circumstances whose names will be emblazoned on heaven's eternal page of fame. 
Um, and he goes on, but he just basically talks about the people in the rubble are going to rise. And I feel like, you know, on the other side of 2020, we're going to start to see people that have been hidden and they've been hidden in the secret place begin to yes. emerge different faces, different names to help carry and steward um, this move of God that is already upon us, this massive outpouring of the spirit. So I feel like I'm excited um, that God has entrusted us in this generation with this awesome opportunity to reset, to reshift, to basically, we get to decide what we want church to look like in the next generation. Like, yes. you know, like we get to, we, with all these people coming into the kingdom, are they going to come into the kingdom and, and be in love with Jesus as a relationship? Are they going to be burning ones? Like we get to decide what we want to welcome them into. And so I feel like it's a radical opportunity that the Lord has entrusted us with. Um, and we have a responsibility to steward this moment in history. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Jen. Amen to everything you've just said. I have the same passion. We've been doing the same thing. The Lord has been saying, get, get ready and get my people ready and create a space in me where people can encounter me and grow. And it really is so that we can be the one, the arms that wrap around the others that are awakening and then need to be taught in the ways of the kingdom, you know, brought into family so that we're true, mature, loving family. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So Jen, two things as we're finishing, tell me and the viewers watching, obviously how people can connect with you and then so if you can just, yeah, how do they connect with you? And then I'm going to ask you to pray. Oh yeah. Um, run, run with me. We do a school revival. So it's, we get to know each other really well. It's um, really highly relational, even though it's online. Um, and so yeah. people can connect that way. Um, it's schoolrevivalfire.com or personally with me at jenmiskov.com, just my name. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, that's got my blogs and all my other stuff and my writing stuff. But yeah, I would love to go beyond just reading article, but like, let's get to know each other and let's build the kingdom sure. together. So yeah, yeah. Do family supernatural family absolutely absolutely so just in finishing jen i just will can i, I just want to ask you to pray just for everybody watching just whatever is in your spirit just just receive right now family as we finish out just uh, today's episode just open your spirit again wide 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 and just receive a fresh infilling of the spirit of god for you because um, there's a whole lot ahead <laughs> that we're moving into now so yeah can you pray jen yes i would love to yeah so holy spirit thank you for this time of literally mm. connecting the uk and the us and and these wells of revival together and lord i pray that there would be a radical synergy even the testimonies of the welsh revival azusa that have been released today i've seen a radical baptism of fire released when i when i share these stories so lord i pray over everyone listening that you would give them a fresh baptism of fire of the holy spirit that there would be a burning in their spirit like when the men walked on the road to emmaus with jesus their heart burned god i pray for a burning lord that you would make us burning ones and i just thank you god for what you've been releasing and i pray for a marking in 2021 over everyone listening to see the fire of your eyes and to be so undone with you, Jesus, that everything else comes from that place of just being in love with you. So I bless each one in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. Wow. Wow. Gosh, I feel the presence of the Lord really strongly. We agree. We agree. And it's, yeah. Uh, the the word Jesus just dropped strongly in my spirit as you were praying for is then Jen is burning ones. Mm -hmm. That he's setting us on fire to 
to shine him, to be filled with power, filled with the holiness of who he is, literally the fragrance of Christ releasing everywhere you go, miracle working power dripping from your lives, the love of God shining from you, Holy Spirit, all over the nations. He's just setting us on fire in the midst of the drama and pain of life. This is your moment. So I encourage you even to listen to this over again and just get get the strength that's in the content of our conversation today and the presence of God that's encapsulated in this moment just to strengthen your spirit. So Jen, thank you so much for being with us. So amazing to see you and yeah, just blessings on all you're doing. You're such a needed voice and and a needed ministry expression in this hour. It's so good to be with you. And thank you all for being with us today. Have the most amazing Holy Spirit filled, (laughs) love filled, wrecked week. God bless. Look forward to being with you again next Monday.